Welcome to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Thank you. Um, I just thought I'd bring a picture from home. Um, this is, uh, does anyone know who the, uh, the artist is? Van Gogh, yep. It's Vincent Van Gogh. This um, painting is worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. Not this particular painting. This is a poster worth 20 bucks <laughs> in, a, in a fancy frame. But yeah, I thought I'd just bring that along. Just, um, it's called, does anyone know the name of it? Is it called Post-COVID Debt? No, no, no. It could, could be. He's wearing the right colour. <laughs> um, it's... Uh, it's, it's the man at eternity's gate is what it's called, or the, or the sorrowing man. Um, so, yeah, it's quite a cool picture. I like it anyway. Thank you uh, for having me uh, at Hunley. It was cool um, just watching how you guys do discipleship, like people sharing stories that were encouraging other people. And um, it was cool. I was just like sitting, being a part of your discipleship. It was like, man, this is cool. This is real cool. Um, and I want to honour you, um, Murray, and thank you. Like, Murray's really good at, um, at seeing things in seed form. Um, he, like, he, like, he, like, has this uncanny ability to, like, and you've all probably experienced it because you're here. He's, like, he sees, like, what you could grow into, and he invests in that. And um, I want to honour you because you've seen that in me as well. And, um, yeah, I'm thankful for that, that God's placed that in you. It's cool. Um, I've got a wee poem-y prayer thing that I wrote um, that I want to start with. Come, Sovereign Spirit, anoint these words, I pray. Nothing I can speak could change a heart today. Spiritually broken, hungry, inept, and oh so poor. Disabled to do anything except to beg of more. Freedom for the captives that all the blind may see. Soft hearts that are kings, blood does wash and make as clean as clean can be. Who are the ones he came to save? The sick, the hurt, the dying. And who will miss the chance to meet with him today? The ones who don't need saving. Sort of like, I wrote that and I was like, the last line's like a wee bit like. <laughs> but um, I think like it's what Jesus said, eh? He, like, he was like, met with some people and he, um, they were like, well, 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 the sick and the dying, they need a doctor. But if you think you're all sweet then you don't need a doctor at all. And um, I think he was trying to suggest that, that those people in need will find salvation. Those people that are, are hungry, those people that may be a wee bit desperate, they're the ones that are going to meet with Jesus. They're the ones that are going to meet with him. So um, the message that I'm sort of like going to speak to you guys about is um, about the gift of hunger. Um, and it was cool, all the songs that we sung, like, being desperate um, for him. And I think, like, hunger, I've, got, I've been feeding some calves at the moment, and um, I go there in the morning, and they're like, moo, 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 and they're all, like, real hungry, and then they'll fight each other for a teat, just like a chance to get in there and, like, just fill their belly. They're, like, they're, like quite desperate for, like, their milk, and they get in there and, like, bunt someone out of the way, you're in my space. Um... And then, and then after that, there's like, there's like not much noise. They're all like satisfied. They're like, 
I sit down and relax for the rest of the day until I turn up in the evening and the pattern repeats itself. I've got three points um, that I want to share with you. The first is that, that hunger is a gift. The second one I want to share with you is, is why we need to be hungry. And the third one is an invitation to the hungry. When I say hungry, I mean like hungry and thirsty. Like, just as, as a wee aside, I went to Romania and um, I was working with these, well, I went on a camp with these kids and they were street kids. They'd been, um, they'd been glue sniffers all their lives that um, lived on the street. They had their family and there was just these group of kids and um, they'd like, in the winter, they would um, live underground and there was pipes that ran through this, the city that we're in and um, there was hot water that sort of flowed to all the radiators and they would live down underground. And in the summer, they would, um, they would beg for food and for money. And so we went on this camp with these people and they were like detoxing as we sort of were thing. We're walking along like this cliff thing and um, one guy, he, just, he couldn't walk straight, eh? Like he was like... He couldn't even carry his own bag, and his like feet were like thing. Another guy was just shaking all the time, just couldn't couldn't stop shaking, just from the abuse that their bodies had suffered for so long. And we'd walked, and I was from New Zealand, <laughs> and I'm actually from the South Island, and in the South Island we've got clean water, and it, and it flows. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure, but but I first time I arrived in the Waikato, just as another weird side, I um. Went to this lake where they like water skiing, and I like put my hand under, and you couldn't see it. I was like, "It's like Coca-Cola." <laughs> but and I and I being in the Waikato, I really miss like this crystal clear water that you could look go look and see two and a half meters down. You could see what the bottom of the lake was or the river. And um, I was like, would go tramping up in the bush and hunting, and and I would you know get my cup of I just take along a cup. And you know, you cruise along and just out of the stream and have a drink and you'd walk along a bit further and there'd be another stream. And um, anyway, in Romania, I thought, oh, sweet. It's got mountains and stuff. Like, I'll be sweet. I'll just like drink out of the, the river, the, the streams. And um, I was walking, uh, walking along and um, the first day it rained a wee bit and um, I'd like put my cup under this like mossy thing that would like fill it up. <laughs> The second day, it didn't rain at all. The third day, there was no rain. And all the water I found was brown. And there's the population of Romania quite a lot. And public toilets don't really, don't really exist. And, they would, um, and the color of their toilet paper is pink. And um, you go to the, along the river, and there'd just be like these blobs of like pink toilet paper. And you're like, I'm not drinking out of that river. But I got real, real thirsty. I was like so thirsty. Um, and I was just like, man, I'm going to have to drink something. I'd walk in, it was like physical, it was like hot. And I'm like, it got to day three, and I'm like, I'm just going to have to brave this. <laughs> and um, I got my Barocca, <laughs> dipped my cup in the water, threw the Barocca in, and then I like, chugged back. This one had another one, it was like so thirsty. Um, and I think like thirsty and hungry people, they do desperate things. Um, it wasn't probably recommended. In fact, I would say, if you're in that situation, it's not recommended. Because I suffered for about three weeks afterwards. And um, lost a lot of weight and frequented the toilet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just like, the. maybe you could think of a time in your life where you've really been thirsty or really, really been hungry physically. 
because it would give um, you maybe a, a little bit of a, a, a glance into what being spiritually hungry is like. Um, except it's not quite the same. Because in the physical, when we eat, we get satisfied. And in the spiritual, we eat and we get more hungry. I wasn't going to start there, but that was a bit, sorry. So there's an invitation in the Bible to the hungry and the thirsty. And um, it's right at the end um, of the Bible in Revelation, uh, chapter 22. It's like right, right near the end. It says, like, the spirit and the bride say come. Sorry, this is in Revelation 22, verse 17. The spirit and the bride say come. And let whoever hears say come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. It's an invitation to the thirsty and to the hungry. Um, again in Isaiah, in um, Isaiah 55, uh, 1 through maybe I might read to 4 or, or 3. I might read to 3. Um, an invitation to the thirsty. It's, it's titled in, in the Bible that I read. It says, Come. All who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. always think that's quite funny, eh? He's like, you who've got no money, come, buy and eat. You're like, how? Like, somehow I'm going to have to purchase, if I'm buying something, with something that's not my own. If I'm going to go buy something with money that I don't have. It's a gift. You're right. Hunger is a gift. Hunger is a gift. And you know why? It has to be a gift. It has to be because if I was able to muster up as much hunger as I could to seek after the Lord and to pursue Him with all my might, if I was able to muster up all that hunger and desperation and thirst for Him, I'd get to the other end and I'd say, I did it. I mustered it up and, and I, I had the, I, I the inkling. It was me. Um, and it can never be that when we get to the end. Um, when we get to the end, we've got to go, it was him. Jesus gave me the gift of hunger. And that was the only thing that sustained me. That got me through. And I get to this point, and it's all him. It's all him. It's all him. None of me. All of him. Um, so anyway, okay, I'm reading this. <laughs> Come all who are thirsty. Come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread or your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good. And your soul will delight in the richest of fear. Come, give ear and come to me. Hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. David. It's pretty powerful, that, eh? It's quite good. And I think, like, this is what we need to, like, somehow, like, God, give us a hunger to get into this. That we'd read this stuff and go, man, I want more of that. There was this, I think we can get, like, a wee bit satisfied and a wee bit comfortable in our Christian walk or just in our lives in general. We're like, ah, you know? get a bit blasé about stuff. Um, there was this man, um, and he was instrumental in 
a revival that happened in America in Pensacola. And um, he told a story about what he did before the Spirit of God outbroke in that place. And he said, I would come here when I knew no one was around and no one could hear me. And I'd lie on the front pews of the thing and I'd cry, God, there has to be more. There's got to be more than this. Like if I've given everything for what I've got now, it's not enough. Like I want the more that you have for me. And he, he cried out, he's like, and he was quite passionate in the way he spoke. I can't probably do it justice. But he was like, I want more. Like don't, like hungry, hungry people never, never, never aren't satisfied. You know, they're like, oh, I've got to go the next thing. Like, like they're like journeying towards like where the next food's coming from. Like in his presence, like close to him. Like that's what hungry people do. But hungry people do desperate things. Why um, do we need to be hungry? You're like, well, this guy's going on about hungry. Why do we need to be hungry? Um, I just, just, it's all through the Bible, but I'll just um, point you to two places. Um, Luke 1 um, is Mary's song. Like I think for a long time I sort of like overlooked Mary's song a bit. Uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, because we've got like our Catholic um, friends that that devote quite a bit of attention to Mary, and like it gets a wee bit sort of skewed. And I'm like, but don't like, don't fall into like not doing anything with Mary because of that. I think we still need to give Mary the honour and the respect that she's due. Um, her heart was so amazing, and she sung this song. And it's like, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from thrones. He has lifted up the humble. And then Mary, she knew, she knew this. This is what I want you to get. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He's filled the hungry with good things. This is why we need to be hungry. Because God wants to fill hungry people. That's what he's about. The in Matthew 5 and, and Jesus, when he did a sermon on the mount, um, he said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness because they will be filled. So he's like, he's like saying the prerequisite for being filled is being hungry. And the pre-risk, but, but yet what becomes before that <laughs> is having a gift of hunger. If you muster up this yourself, you'll get to the end, and it'll be you. If you have a gift of hunger that's been given you by God, then you'll point always back to him. He gave it to me. He's been good to me. He's written things on my heart that I couldn't write on my heart myself. Like he's been good to me. This is what he does. He fills us with good things, um, the hungry. Uh, and so hunger is a gift. Uh, a few people in the Bible that had this gift. I just want to tell you two stories. One is the woman and... You are right? It's never good to kick someone when they're crying. 
the story, uh, there's a woman um, and she had a, an issue of blood. She, was, she had been bleeding. Um, she'd been bleeding for 12 years. So she'd been bleeding like a long time. And 12 years is a long time. I've been married for 13 years. And 12 years of the, the thing, that's, that's a long time. We've had like three kids in that time. It's, uh, well, for me, is 12 years a long time for you? It's not at all. Oh, okay. 12 years for, for you, like, it's like just about half your life, some of you. Like, that's a long time for some other, I think it must be all relative. It must be relative. It's like a, it's a quarter of, quarter of my life. Um, so 12 years is a long time. This woman, I'm not sure how old she was, but for 12 years of her life, she'd had this, uh, um, this issue of blood. And um, I don't know whether you're familiar, in the Levitical law, which she would have been under, um, she was she was deemed unclean. Um, so she walked around like um, as an unclean person, and there was a certain set of like requirements that these unclean people had to do. If they touched someone um, who was clean and they were unclean, then that person became unclean. Uh, yeah, just remember that. But okay, I'll try and come back to it. If she touched someone that was clean, they became unclean. And um, so she would um, go through some of the other people with like leprosy and stuff. They would have to go down the street and say, unclean, unclean, so that give the chance, everyone else, the chance to get out of the way. So they'd go, oh, I don't want to touch that person. Maybe like if people were doing that when they had COVID, we like, could know and get out of the way before. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. Um, but anyway, she, she, she would do this and that was her life. Um, for 12 years. So she got quite familiar with that way of life. But she heard that Jesus was coming past. And um, God had given her a gift of hunger. She thought, if I can just touch him, I'll be made well. Like, if I can just touch him, then, then I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be healed. And so she went about that day with some intent to touch him. With some hunger in her heart that was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get something from God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get something from Jesus. The Messiah, the one who came to defeat sin and death, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch him and a transition will happen and I'll be made well. Anyway, this whole crowd, they're like walking along with Jesus and it said they were all pressed in together. I don't know whether they came to a narrow part of the street or it was just, um, there were so many of them that they were just all pressed in together and she made her way through the crowd. She pushed through the crowd and she was coming up behind them and she like made a way through the thing and she touched Jesus. She touched him with intent and straight away she knew she was healed and she was well. And um, he, she was like, so amazing. She, she must have just stopped on the street and the crowd sort of, and then Jesus says, who, who touched me? Who touched me? And the disciples being really like quite pragmatic. Yeah, they, they knew some stuff about Jesus and they're like, what do you mean, Jesus? Like we're all touching you. And I think church can be sometimes a bit like that. You know, we all gather here and a few people meet with him. Like, what do you mean? Like we're all, we're all here, but there were some people that did business with him up the front and they met with him. And I think like this, the, the disciples were like, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, we're all touching you. And he says, no, no, someone took power from me. Someone was hungry enough to push through the crowd 
and do something that they weren't meant to do. She was meant to tell everyone she was unclean. And she touched someone. What's she doing touching? She's going to make him unclean. But Jesus came with a new covenant. And it was a holiness. And what happens when you touch holiness, it transfers unclean to you. Like the, the holiness comes from him. Like blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. I think righteousness is Jesus. He is the righteousness of God. So they, she hungered and thirst. She touched Jesus and the transition didn't go, my unclean. Went to him. Yes, it did. But his cleanness, it came to me. And I'm healed. I'm made well. Like, the disciples are still in there. And it, no, no, someone touched me. And then she says, she, after knowing what had happened to her, she says, um, Jesus, it was me. It was me that touched you. I was the one that touched you with intent because I knew that you could heal me. I knew that you had something more for me than what I've got. And um, he said to her, um, I should read that, shouldn't I? Oh, so I get it right, you know, otherwise I'll be like, he said to her, and you're like, he didn't say that. He said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. You're freed from your suffering. It's amazing, eh? And this was like Jesus in this whole story, he was on the way to somewhere else to like raise um, up someone else's daughter. Because he was, he was hungry. He had a gift of hunger as well. He'd like gone to see, search out Jesus and said, Jesus, if you come to my house, then my daughter will be healed. And then on the way, this woman touches him. Jesus stopped in the street. And then some people come and meet him. He's like, don't worry about coming anymore. She's dead. This guy, his heart must have sunk. He's like, well, she sort of like ruined the whole procession. And now we're like focused on her. But my daughter, she's waiting on the other side of this as well. And she says, don't worry. She's just sleeping. And it's not like, like when we take something or when God like releases some of his power that he's like somehow got to like muster up like, I don't know, Yu-Gi-Oh or something, like get more power to like do the next thing or those stupid wee games you play on your phone that I play on my phone. You got to, oh, you can't do anything yet. You got to wait for more power to your like thing and you just like waste your time. And then you get to here and you're like, oh, you know, I can do what I want to do. Is anyone else? Is that just me? Surely it's not just me. Surely it's not just me. Well, how did I get to there? <laughs> um, sorry, sorry. But yeah, um, so it does it when Jesus, when when God releases some of His power, He's not running out of power. He's got enough power. Like He's got more power. Yeah, He's just got like so much more. Like like He spoke, and this thing exists. Like He's going to speak something over your life. Man, hang on to that. Because that's truth. Hang on to that because it's truth. Um, there was another couple of guys. They were um, desperate as well, just, just quickly. They were sitting on the side of the road. They heard Jesus was passing by, and they couldn't see him because they were both blind. And they called out. No, it's actually true. Yeah. So they were sitting there, and they, there's some commotion going on. They asked, Who's, do you know what's happening? Yep. Jesus is coming past. And they cried out. They said, God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And 
And, and the crowd was like, shh, you guys beggars, you've been here like for so long, like just be quiet. The crowd told them to be quiet. But you know what? Those guys had the gift of hunger. And they were like, I'm not stopping just because someone says that it's not the right thing to do or it's not cool in their eyes or whatever. I'm not stopping here because I know that this gift of hunger is in me, that if, that if he speaks into my situation, it's totally different. And so they called out even louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And they cried at the top of their And Jesus, he, he was caught by the commotion. He says, what is, it, what is it that you want? He just came up to them and says, well, what is it that you want? What is it that you want? And they both said, we want to see. And Jesus healed their eyes and they could see. And it all started because I believe that these people had a gift of hunger. Not of their own but something that was given them, something that maybe they'd asked for or someone that they'd known been praying for them, going, Lord, give them a gift of hunger that they would seek you out no matter what. That they, yeah. I've got a few random quotes that I thought I'd just um, throw in there when I just got lost. It was about then. (laughs) If you're searching for something, it's always better to look with the light on. I don't know, I just, I just came up with that. I was like, the reason I came up with that is I was on the way here and I was sort of like making a few notes and I dropped my pencil in the car. I'm like trying to find it. Couldn't find it, turn on my cell phone light. Oh, there's my pencil. Like it's always better to search with the light on. And um, this, this book here is a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path. Like if you're searching for something, then, then you should start here. If this, this book is a, is a light, it's always better. And um, I was, one time I heard this guy preaching um, on YouTube because I get a lot of my preaching on YouTube. And he said, a, a searching God and a seeking person, it won't take them long to meet. God, give us seeking hearts. God, give us seeking hearts. We know you're a searching God, that you'll go out and look for one. Like, give me the heart to seek after you. Give me a hungry, hungry heart. Something that's like desperate for you. Like um, hungry people. Oh, that's my last thing. Like, oh, hungry people do desperate things. This, this woman, she did a desperate thing. She broke all the rules that she was meant to keep. These men, they did a desperate thing. For some of us, and I think this is for me. Um, it's, a, it's a great mystery. The great mystery is um, staying hungry and being full at the same time. Like sometimes like when we've been around it for a bit, um, we get a bit full and we forget that we're meant to still be hungry. Hungry people are in need. Always in need. Thirsty people, they're in need. They need the Saviour. They need Him close. They need Him to like anoint their words. They need Him. Because if, but if He's not in it, then it's, it's all useless anyway. Like, 
we need him. And I think this is the, the, that gift of hunger that we, is just a need for him. Like, and like, I'm guilty of it, eh? Um, you know, sometimes I can walk through my day and I'm like, God, I just did it all myself. Knowing that his hand's guiding me and leading me. But I didn't, I didn't like purposely go out my way to involve him in anything that I was doing. I just sort of like get to the end and oh, hang on, I didn't even really talk to you. Like, what was, what was that about? Like, I wasn't really, really in need. And I think like, yeah, we need this, this, I need this gift of hunger to sustain me, to like, to keep me going after him. You know, I, I need it. Um, and this is like the invitation, I suppose. Uh, we need to, we're meant to experience him. It's not meant to be this like distant, like, you know, that I, I always get like, and I get told off maybe, but some of the songs that we sing, when we're singing about um, someone like they're not in the room, some of the songs, that we, but, you know, like we're meant to meet with him. It's an experience of him coming close, like touching us, us with touching with intent. Like it doesn't matter who's around you. Like that, he's got something just for you. And it starts with you asking for a gift of hunger. There was this old guy in our church. He'd um, translated the Bible into another language. He'd lived with these people. He'd done like all this amazing stuff. And another guy in our church, he asked him, he says, what, what is it that you would like think is the, you know, what should I be like chasing after? And he says, well, he actually asked, what should I be praying for my kids? Is what he, what he asked. And he told this, this guy, he said, you should pray for them that they'd have a spiritual gift of hunger because it will sustain them the rest of their lives. Like, like he was saying after all this time doing all these things that we're like, man, that's awesome. He was saying, just pray this, just a gift of hunger. The invitation, like we said that um, right at the start, there's this gift of like for the thirsty, for the hungry, that you can come. You can you don't have to any money. There's no prerequisite. You don't have to like have done a certain amount of things to like come and ask for the gift of hunger. It's just it's 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 an invitation. It says like you can ask for this gift. But it comes with like a like a wee bit of like a you've got to know what you're getting yourself into, eh? Like there's no point in like asking for something and going, that was um not what I was expecting. Like this gift of hunger, it will ruin you. You'll be like this guy. Like you won't know where tears are coming from and they'll come. Like it'll break you. So my invitation, because I, I need this gift again. Like I walked through a season and that's how I found this poster. I walked through a season of God being so hungry for him. I I just needed him so much. I was desperate. I'd do desperate things. But I got full. And I forgot what hunger was. I got I got comfortable in just being full. And being able to just disdain and just do the next thing in front of me with his strength and his aid, but not thanking him or like I wasn't I'm not desperate enough. And um so I wanna like as an invitation, if you want to join me.
and pray for the gift of hunger. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.